Hello, everyone, and welcome to a special bi-week edition of Rams Revealed. I'm your host, J.B. Long, and we are joined by a 24-year-old defensive back at the midway point of his second NFL season. He is, among other things, a Southern California product, a UCLA Bruin, the son of an all-pro. Uh, I think he won the Rams' best Holly, uh, Halloween costume competition. We can get into some of that with your rendition of Spider-Man. He is Quentin Lake. Hey, Good to see you, Quentin. Thank Good you for you being too. here. Yeah, of course, of course. Uh, let's start with some ball first. It, it is hard to win in this league. You found that out again in Green Bay, didn't you? Yeah, we did. Uh, that was a tough one. Um, but like you said, yeah, it's tough to win in this league, especially if you, you know, can't handle all three phases. Um, but yeah, the, I mean, it's any given Sunday. That's what they say. That's that's kind of the motto. So, um, you know, it was a tough one in Green Bay. Obviously, luckily we have the bye week came at a good, good time for us. You know, we're going to get some guys back healthy, but... Uh, yeah, going to look at the film, correct the mistakes that we need to, and you know, just keep pushing forward. That's right. The bye week comes uh, with the Rams stumbling in on a three-game losing streak, but we're going to pick it up at SoFi Stadium in Week 11 against the Seattle Seahawks. That's when I think a lot of our audience got to really see and know you for the first time playing yeah. against the Seahawks at the end of the last season. But before we go there, you just got out of like a, an unusual Monday team meeting going into the off week, uh, short and sweet, without getting into the details behind the scene. Like, what can you share with us about where? your coaching staff and your roster is, how you'll use this week off to set up the second half of your campaign. Yeah, I mean, like I mentioned before, it's really just getting back healthy. Um, Bye week came, came at a perfect time, so, you know, got a couple of days where we can rest and recover. Um, but I think the biggest thing was, you know, our standard of football is way too high for the level that we played at, um, you know, yesterday. Um, we have a high standard for ourselves. We have a very talented group on all levels of the ball, so... Um, you know, we just got to play up to our standard. And I think, you know, when we do that, we'll start seeing, you know, some more wins. I think the uh, the health is certainly important. I think a mental refresh is relevant. You're talking about physical recovery, yeah. but like a mental break for a group that's been at it since what you showed up in Irvine for training <laughs> camp many months ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right back at home for me. So, um, yeah, it's definitely the bye week definitely helps with the mental reset. And just as important as the physical aspect, the mental aspect is, you know, right up there with the, the physical part. Well, I think it's an interesting time to sit down with you, Quinn, because of how much you're playing yeah. and where you're playing in the secondary. Uh, we had you as a season-high 32 defensive snaps in Green Bay, basically back-to-back -back weeks now where you've been on the field for at least half of the defensive mm -hmm. reps. Uh, you can tell us better than we can tell you, but we've seen you in the box, at or near the line of scrimmage, <laughs> the slot, the star. Yeah, at this point, I just say I, I play defense. You play defense. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I've been able to you know, be – in multiple positions, but that's something I've always prided, prided myself on is, you know, understanding the playbook. Is If you know the defense, you can, and especially in this defense, you can play any position in the back end. Um, and that goes down to, you know, doing the homework, studying the film, all that stuff. So, yeah, I played in the slot. I played nickel, dime, safety, um, all that stuff. So, and it's been fun just to really be out there, um, you know, Playing football—that's everybody. That's what everybody wants to do. And so, being out there more um, and being able, being able to be out there more and make more plays has been—it's been a blessing for me. I know you were a great student in Westwood, and I think as recently as last week, Raheem Morris praised like your note-taking ability, yeah. like what you do in the classroom. How integral is that to your process and being prepared? Note-taking is huge, and obviously, like if you want to segue, my dad kind of like—you <clears throat> should see his notebook, like. If you want to, if he, if Coach Raw wants to say my notebook's impressive, I'll bring in my dad's. It's like hundreds and hundreds of pages, just maybe on one team, you know. So um, I kind of get it from him. Uh, but I think it's important is the 
answers to the test are in the film. It, it's in the film. The more you watch, the more you write down the notes, and the more you just train your brain. Because this is what I believe is, you know, you learn more out of repetition. And the same goes with your job, too. The more you rep it, the more you talk in front of the camera, the more you write down your notes, the easier it is to come up here and be fluent and be crisp and prepare yourself for what you need to do, whether it's on set or whether, it, for me, it's in the game. And that's where it helps me is... I, you just like how you rep on the football field, you rep writing down notes. Hey, let me write down, okay, they run this play in this formation. You might have to write that three, four times in a row just to remember it. And then you see it on Sunday and you're like, okay, I can make a play in this in this formation when they're in, on, uh, in this part of the field, um, this down and distance, all that stuff. So that's why it's important because the detail in the homework, the detail in the note-taking allows you to play so much faster on Sundays. If you saw my notes, you wouldn't be able to read them. I don't think I'd be a very good broadcaster if I had to handwrite. It's I've all... lost that skill. Do you still handwrite your notes? Yeah, you're yeah of course, about? of okay. course. I mean, now the technology has gotten so good where you can, you know, you can type it, you can use your iPad and stuff like that. But I, there's just so much power in writing it down yourself, which I mean, it helps me. So I just noticed your hoodie literally says "Take Note." Yeah, I like, mean, wow, it's crazy. That, yeah, but... I did, didn't play that at all. But I mean, yeah, like I said, it's just note taking is important. Um, obviously, you know how you study is subjective. Everybody has their own way, um, but you you have to do your homework. You know, f at this point, football is school for me. Like college, you have school and football, but football is school at this point. And the more you stay, like I, it's crazy because I saw a segment on Luke Kuechly, one of the most the most talented and smart players you'll linebackers you'll ever meet or see, and he wrote down notes. I got to talk to a, a coach that coach Stefan Gilmore his note-taking like Troy Aikman his note-taking like the guys that are successful they study the game and you ha you you have to obviously there's some freak talents that you have mm -hmm. but you have to study the game because it just helps you so much on Sundays so you mentioned your dad and I want to be respectful like I'm sure you get asked in every interview you do about him and <laughs> I, I, I want though. to make this about you but you yeah, seem yeah, comfortable yeah. going yeah, there yeah. it seems like he's opened some doors and made some of those connections for you <laughs> to, to learn from some of those all-time greats but I think we got to profile mom first, right? Like dad gets his Ooh, shine, but Bob, like, yeah. what about mama Lake and what she, she means yeah. to you in your career? <laughs> yeah. Mama Lake, she was, um, she's the one that was really hard on me in school. You have to study, you have to do this, you have to get good grades. And she always made it, um, a highlight in my life to, you know, take notes and do my homework and stuff like that. So you can kind of say it also, um, comes down to my mom too. I mean, she has been so supportive for my family. Um, she kind of keeps everything going and keeps everything together, you know, between the family, too. So um, and the sacrifices that she made, you know, a lot of people don't see it. A lot of people don't understand the sacrifices that moms make for the family to keep going. So, um, yeah, I love my mom to death, love everything that she does and who she is as a person. But, yeah, she was she was uh, she was definitely tough on me when it came to academics early on. She was a UCLA Bruin, too. Yep, UCLA Bruin. So it kind of, yeah, it makes sense. But you follow in the footsteps of your father, not just in Westwood, but wearing his number 37. Yeah. How much does that mean to you? Yeah, it means a lot. You know, I, I always get clowned like, oh, 37 is such an ugly number. You think? People tell me. People tell me. Um, but I haven't worn any other number. My whole, like, literally, my whether it was basketball, baseball, like, I always wore 37 because my dad was my role model. And I was like... At some point, I was like, well, numbers don't mean anything. I was like, if I make, like, some some people say, like, oh, zero, one, two, like, those are the guys that are making plays. For me, it didn't matter. Like, the number is just, it's just a number, you know. Obviously, my the number I put on my chest and on the on, on my back means a little bit more because of my dad. But, I mean, at the end of the day, it's just a number. And I felt like, you know, 
I, you know, I love my dad. I, I wanted to be just like him. So wearing it was like, it kind of gave tribute to him a little bit. But um, yeah, th- I, don't, I don't see myself changing my number, honestly. I love it. It, it helps me because it stands out. Like yeah. when you get involved in like a four or five player collision scrum, and I'm trying to figure out who made that <laughs> play. Like, like there was one against the Cowboys where I think you blew up kind of a perimeter screen. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, yeah. hey, I can see 37 <laughs> yeah. really easily. Yeah, There's yeah, no yeah. question whether that was a six or an eight. Yeah, like yeah, that yeah. stands out. Uh, a lot of um, young men following in their father's footsteps might say, hey, I want to go explore something different. Yeah. I want to blaze my own trail. Was there ever any question in your mind that you were going to go into the family business? Um, interestingly enough, I thought about changing my number my rookie year. Okay, so number, but what about your just profession? No. You're a football player. I was football, like, I had, it had to be. It was either that, well, if I didn't get hurt in basketball, I probably, it probably would have been basketball. I love basketball. Basketball was my first love. What'd you hurt? I tore my ACL. And that was the end. That of was your the end. Of, I was too scared. I was too scared to go back. To go back. And then at modern day, you it was hard to be a two way player. Like you can't play. Like at some public schools, you could do it. But at modern day, they had like their guys in basketball and their guys in football. And since I got hurt playing basketball, I was like, ah, I just got to take this path. And it ended up working out. You know, I'm here. <laughs> so, um, but I no little segue. I almost did change my number my rookie year. It was either going to be three. Seven, which was retired, three Odell had at the time, and seventeen. But I was like, I don't want to wear seventeen. So, but it was always, no matter what, it was going to have a three or seven in it. Yeah. Well, I like the fact that there's no competition yeah, yeah, for it, yeah. and <laughs> you can make it uh, your own. Yeah. Why don't we talk modern day just for a second there? Because those who are around the Southland know what that means and mm-hmm. kind of the prep sports scene. But for those who don't, like who are, name drop on us, who are some of your guys in high school? Um. So we had a Gatorade Player of the Year, JT Daniels, one year. We had I missed him by one year, but Heisman Trophy winner Bryce Young, um, Amara St. Brown. Uh, we had Osiris St. Brown, uh, Nico Remigio. We had a, we had a ton of D one guys, um, but I, I would say the the ones I was closest with would probably be Amara St. Brown, and I've been following his career for a while. Um, talk to him every week. So do you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so it's it's good to see guys that you you went against in high school and also played with in high school, you know, glow up and do well in the in the NFL. One more question about your dad, because not only was he a great player, part of the NFL's all decade team, but he continues to coach. Yeah. Are there any boundaries in terms of how much of <laughs> he your can, he film he's allowed to watch and critique? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Um <laughs> If I went home every week, we'd probably have a film session every week. Like he is, we we go over the, we go over the um, we go over stuff stuff all the time. You know, I send him stuff like, hey, do I, how do I play this? How do I, you know, what do you see here? I always ask him because why not? You know, why not use him as a resource? I mean, he's too he's he's been in the game too long, played at a high level, and coached at a high level too. It's like you have to use him. So, mm-hmm. you know, anytime I go back home, it's a film session. Anytime I see him, it's a mini film session. Like. After the home games, I say, hey, what did you see here? He'll give me a detailed list of, hey, you know, look here, you know, play a little bit more outside leverage, um, use your hands more, all that stuff, because he just sees it so much faster and quicker. Um, but, yeah, you know, he, he gives me the the tips that people people would die for. And so I'm so blessed to have him in my life because I can use utilize him as a resource like that. So you get to go from modern day to UCLA. That seems like a natural transition and one that you wanted because of your family history there. But what about when you get drafted by the hometown yeah. team? Are you <laughs> excited by that? Or you're like, hey, man, I, I thought I might finally get out of California or go see a different part of the country. It's interesting that you say that because I was like, you know, I was ready for something new. 
I was like, you know, wh- whatever team takes me, wherever I go, you know, I was ready. Um, but I, I think about it now. I'm like, I am so blessed to be here in California. One, I, my family can see me play. Two, I'm so close to home. And three, I didn't have to really change like my environment. You know, I, I, UCLA is not far off from Thousand Oaks or or SoFi Stadium. So, you know, I got friends coming to the game, families, extended family members coming to the game, which is awesome to you know have the whole support system. But never in my life would I thought going from modern day Santa Ana, UCLA, Westwood, and then 30 minutes up the road to Thousand Oaks to play for the Rams. You 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 can't dream of that. You can't you can't make it up. You, really you should can't. probably just like buy a home in Montecito <laughs> or something because that's where you're headed. I know. Just keep going keep up. Keep working your way yep. up the coast. Um, you know, I think for someone like you who has the last name and the family pedigree, it might be easy to assume, hey, you were just meant to be here. Or yeah. it, was, it was an easy process. But like as I look back on your story a little bit, I think you're only like a three star recruit out of high school. Yeah. Uh, you were picked 211th. I don't mm-hmm. know what the total success rate is about players picked in that spot, but yeah. it's not guaranteed. Yeah, no, not at all. And especially when you start that first offseason program, I'm, was it was a, a college carry through injury or something new that popped up in the spring? I forget, but you basically took half a redshirt year last yeah. season. Yeah, so that um, going from my senior year of college to OTAs, that was a really rough time because I was dealing with um, a couple injuries, you know, and obviously I had an, I had a knee thing that kind of sidelined me and redshirted me throughout eight games last year. Um, but it was tough. It was tough. Um, I would say that was probably the, one of the biggest adversities in my life, just because you never know, like when you're a six round pick, you don't know, and mm-hmm. especially coming with an injury like that, you know, te- other teams, they would have, they would have got rid of me like that, you know, and I'm, I'm so blessed to be here because they, they took a chance. I really do say that like wholeheartedly is, you know, Lesney, Sean McVay, and the whole defensive staff and the whole coaching staff, they took a chance on me. Um, but they also believed in what I could do and who I could be for them. So it was, you know, like it's a blessing for everything, but it really was a blessing to get drafted, you know, by the Rams because you never know what could have happened, especially with that injury going through. And obviously I'm good now. Um, I'm not going to say I'm not, you know, I'm out there flying around having fun. But, um, yeah, that, that, that rookie year was definitely a tough time. Because I was, yeah, I was going through a lot, a lot that people might not have necessarily seen. And that's the thing, too, is like sometimes you just don't know what's going on as a fan. And, you know, luckily I'm able to tell you guys, like, yeah, I did go through a lot and ended up coming out on the on the other side of the hill at the top of the mountain. So as I think back on it, like, what's your first memory of Quentin Lake? Well, just seeing him kind of work out of uniform on the sideline, mm-hmm. out here on the fields in Thousand Oaks, and knowing that the Rams had, like, a loaded safety group, yeah, right? Yeah, they did. At some the of the guys that were here in front of you, Nick Scott mm-hmm. and Taylor Rapp, and some of the ones that are still here playing with yeah. you. You made your NFL debut in Week 10 last year against the Cardinals, uh, a large special teams role primarily. Do you cons- I know that's your NFL debut, but what yeah. do you consider, like, your welcome to the NFL <sighs> moment or game? <laughs> My, I, I'll say this. My welcome to the NFL moment was driving a pick six in Seattle. I wasn't, wasn't going to put that yeah, on I know, you. I know. And that's, that's my, you know, I'm, I get thrown in the fire. Um, what is it? Week 17 against Seattle. Um, ended up playing pretty well that game. But, you know, when I was thinking about that specific play, I'm like, there's no way he just threw this. You know, I catch it. And, I, you know, my eye, your eyes go like this. Your eyes go like this. Like, you're just seeing everything. You're already preparing for your celebration when you catch the ball. Like, everything's going through your mind. Um, 
But yeah, I would say that's that's definitely my welcome to the NFL moment. Seven sure. tackles, a sack, a tackle for loss, a pass breakup yeah, in that yeah. game. I'm calling that a PBU. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's not a drop pick six. That's a PBU. We'll give it yeah, to you. Yeah, you get yeah. a rookie mulligan there. Yeah, yeah. But I was thinking about that moment mm -hmm. uh, on my drive in today and the second half of this Rams season. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if you might kind of evaluate the roster that's here and come up with like who's the Quentin Lake of 2023? Like who's the breakout? star of the second half of this season who maybe we don't know about yet but is about to arrive i want to say myself <laughs> nah uh i don't Take know to the next level i don't know it, it's hard to say because i went through so many things and i know there are also guys that are going through a lot of things that you just you know you just don't know or don't see um but i can't say anybody that's that's gonna. I hope everybody is a Quinn Lake. You know, everybody has a second second seat. I hope the whole team has. A, I hope we go undefeated. That's. I hope the next eight games we win all eight. No, not even. I hope. I know we can do it. All right. So the twenty three Rams are the the Qu Quinn. Yeah, Lake, yeah. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Uh, one one other thought about on the field stuff, and that is, I just because you're playing the star a little bit, I went back and I was like, all right. Well, how does his body type compare to like the gold standard of that? Yeah, position? yeah. Tell me, Jaylen tell me, because I don't, I don't know. Jalen six one six one. 200-ish yep. pounds. Mm -hmm. I think he's got you on the 40 time. Yeah, he does. <laughs> but, like, how much do you relate to the way he kind of set the bar at that position? Yeah. And what did you learn from him? And what are you trying to model your game, you know, in his image? I would just say um, his physicality. Jalen is a – no, he's a he's a cover – well, I'm, I'm, I, you can't even put him into – any type of category he is he is you know one of one um but i say the thing that stuck out the most from his game from the star position or nickel position is his physicality he was a very very physical player very very physical physical corner nickel back that you know made a lot of plays made a ton of plays and it's continued to make a ton of plays you know first debut comes back and you know has a pick almost a pick six but um that's the one thing from his game, obviously there's so many things you can pick from, but his physicality, he was just, you know, super dominant in that aspect for sure. His last game as a Ram, that week eighteen game in Seattle that Two we're picks. talking about. Yeah. I mean, and, and the, the goal line plays he made. Mm -hmm. Like I know you got some linebacker in your blood. Yeah, and I, yeah, I think yeah. you bring that to the field in the same way that, yeah. that he does. Uh winding this down now. Glad you're with us here on Rams Revealed. Our closing segment is three and out. We'll get to it momentarily. But any plans for the bye before we go there? How yeah. will you spend your time? I away? might I might go on a trip. Good for you. Might go on a trip. Can't say where, but uh, I'm definitely gonna take some time off. It, it's uh, not to say it's well deserved, but just kind of a reset. How we've been talking about just a reset mentally, physically. You know, obviously, not gonna take too much time off, but um, yeah, it, it's. I think for all of us, it's definitely needed to just reset our whole body, our whole mind. Um, but yeah, I definitely got some plans. Let me get you back on this because I know someone in the comments section is like, oh, the Rams should be there for the whole two yeah, weeks yeah, studying yeah, yeah, film. Yeah. No, that's that's not allowed. The CBA says Quentin <laughs> yeah. and his teammates actually have to get physically we, Yeah, we away. have to get away from here. You're required no. to do it. Bruins host ASU this week. Yeah. You had some of your best college games against Arizona I State did. too. I did. Um, tough loss last week. You're not kidding. Oh, man. I don't know why. It's like an Arizona curse or something. But uh, yeah, they have a good chance to, you know, Come back after a tough loss. Um, pick it up this week against Arizona State. I love playing in Arizona. Love playing in Arizona. Love playing against Arizona State. Um, yeah, like you said, those are some of my best games. So t still talk to some of the guys and, you know, been rooting for them. Um, but, yeah, they definitely have a chance to, you know, pick things up this week. No better place than the Rose Bowl in Pasadena. No better place. All right, let's close this out and get you to that bye week. Uh, 
Our segment's called Three and Out, Quentin, and the bit here is I got three kind of non-football questions for you to finish. You answer them all. I'll make a donation to the LA Rams Foundation. Oh, okay. Here we go. You good? Uh, I promise I was going to ask you this question before you even mentioned a family connection to astrophysics, but I know that your hobbies include astronomy. At least I read that. Yeah. Tell us about that and like how deep in this are you? Like, were you out there for the lunar eclipse in October? (laughs) Definitely not as deep as my brother. I'll say that. But um, yeah, I was I was definitely into astronomy in the sense that like I would because I lived in Irvine, Newport Beach is 10 minutes away. So I would go to the beach and sit at the beach at nighttime and look at the stars just because it was so peaceful. That was like one of my getaways. Um, And you would see the Big Dipper. You would see Orion's Belt. You would see all those things. And it was just really interesting. But more so than that, it's like, you know, the universe is so big. So like some aspect is like, you know, black holes, wormholes, you know, dark matter, all that stuff. It was so intriguing to me. And it was so interesting because it's like, you know, there's so much out there that we don't know. You know, you have um, you have billions and there are more galaxies, not even not even stars. There are more galaxies in the universe than there are grains of sand on Earth. So that's like you can't even you can't even fathom that. So it's like little um, little things like that. were like, wow, like the universe is just so intriguing. So that's why I fell in love with astronomy. So I still keep tabs on it a little bit. Obviously, I have to because of my brother. He, you know, he'll he'll throw some facts on me. But so tell us about him because you got an inside source in the industry. <sighs> oh my gosh, um, your brother's I name wish, is. I wish my brother was on this podcast, Austin. Austin, yeah, and he's at Cal Berkeley. He's at yeah UC Berkeley right now, um, getting his bachelor's in physics, which is who does that? <laughs> like who does that? Who gets their bachelor's in physics? Like. I, I want to say he's crazy, but like he loves it. He loves it. He um he also did a little bit of coding, but yeah, he uh he is a genius. You know, he's super smart. He had all the physical ability and talent to be a football player. He just chose a different path, and you know, I've been here ever ever since supporting him. Um, and it's kind of like a shared interest because you know he could tell you a lot more about it. So. Well, I have some bi-week reading for you, or maybe there's some research that you can ask your brother about, because this crossed my radar, that the uh, leading idea of the moon's origin, our moon's origin, is that a protoplanet called Thea mm-hmm. collided with Earth yeah. more yeah. than 4 billion years ago, and then there's some new data science about like what that means for what's under the Earth's crust, yeah. so check that out, and maybe uh, have your brother report back yeah, to yeah, us, yeah. Yeah, he no, he'll get back to me in a couple of minutes, honestly. All right, believe me, that was only question number one. <laughs> I'll try and speed this up. Yeah. Complete left turn here. What I respect about you as much as your playing ability is I think your caption game is 100. Does anyone in the in the facility so or in the that. league put better captions together? And do you come up with them all yourself? So to answer your question, no. My captions are elite. And yes, off the top of the dome. Off the top of your dome? Mm-hmm. No, no other outside input. I'll get, I'll get some influences, maybe from some lyrics, but other than that, yeah. You don't like run that by anybody, like, no, hey, is this no, good? Should no, I post no, this? No, no. Hey, oh. if it's not good, I'll get roasted. If it's good, you know, you'll see a couple, couple right. comments. Like I said, I think the only thing better than your pro football <laughs> focus grade might be your social media caption game. And finally, uh, I know that you're into fashion. Yeah. I can tell by what you wore here today. I wish I could ask you for some tips, but that would take too long. So instead, I'll recommend episode one of We Love LA, presented oh, by Princess Cruises. Got to see you go shopping. Um, and then I want to ask you to put together your starting five Rams pregame fits. 
Man. So you and your teammates, I know I know you're running point or whatever, but like yeah. who else do you want in that starting five in terms of who brings okay, okay, it okay, okay. I got fire? It. So starting five would be me at point guard. I'll go Jordan Fuller at shooting guard. I'll go – no, actually, I'll go Trey Tomlinson at shooting guard. I'll go um, Jordan Fuller at small forward. For power forward, I'll probably go – I'll probably go AD and center. Center might not be. Aaron's a got a lot of resources he, behind. He does, yeah, look, he has a lot of resources. He puts it together. He does a good job. And I think for the last one, I'm gonna go with who? Who does a good job? Who? Who looks pretty good? You know, I'll put Coach McVay. I was gonna suggest that. In a I'll different put Co- way. I'll put Coach McVay at. You know, the reason why I'm putting Player him coach. at center is he's reliable. He he wears. You know suits and all that stuff it looks clean it looks crisp it's somebody you can rely on so yeah i'll put him at put him at five can i sell you on a, a potential sixth man yeah i got a visual on this one let me see it what do we got on ben Skoranek oh yeah week one at seattle what is this see this that is actually fashion fashion so let me show the camera so this right here benny sco um i can't necessarily name the brands i can't necessarily understand why he wore what he wore but, but you don't hate it I don't hate it because he's expressing himself. And when you express yourself, that's all you can ask for when it comes to fashion is, you know, choosing what you want to wear and just rocking it. You know, and he, I mean, that's exactly what it is here. He clearly doesn't care in this photo, but um, <laughs> like clearly doesn't care. But I mean, he's just. Yeah, I mean, that's why he's a captain, because he's fearless. There you fearless go. Fearless and, you know, expresses himself to the best of his ability. Well, looking forward to the second half of your season. Uh, Quentin, thank you for stopping by. I know it's all about ball when you're here, yeah. but at the bye week, you've got so many interests outside of football that uh, thanks for kind of refreshing us and just going down some bit different pathways and helping us get to know you a little of bit course. better. Yeah, no all right, problem. enjoy some time away. We'll pick it up week 11 at SoFi Stadium against the Seattle Seahawks. For Quentin Lake, I'm J.B. Long. Have a great off week to you as well. We'll have more content here on therams.com and our YouTube channel and as always on your favorite podcast platforms. This is Rams Review.